a Lifetime original podcast. Hey, y'all, had to pop in and give a shout out to our girl, Megan Gailey, who is a new mama. Yes, she had baby Conrad just a few days ago. And you know, we couldn't have baby Conrad come into the world without giving a heads up to the Lifetime fam. Y'all have been here from the beginning, so we needed you to know. Also, you know, knowing Conrad was coming, we've all been counting the days. We've all been preparing. We managed to bank a few episodes before Megan had to go and, you know, take care of the life she brought into this world. And I am so, so glad that we get a little more Megan. All right, you guys, let's get into the app. I love a Lifetime movie. I don't know whether to whip out some tartar sauce or say what's up. She is you up the person. My butt was way too big. He has a mom with cookies, so she's like, I'll have sex with him. I guess that's where Francesca and I are different. I was teasing. His bowl cut is so deep conditioned. She's like, I'm not smoking pot. You guys are just mad at me because I got fat. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, think about it. He loses his virginity on the same night that he becomes a father. I mean, what's that going to do to him? Is he ever going to enjoy sex now? I mean, won't that be the worst thing that ever happened to him? Not if we see him through this. Who'd have thought Matt would have been the one? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Perrigan, here with the sun to my moon, the hilarious, the gorgeous, Megan Gailey. The gorgeous. Hey, Naomi, how you doing? I'm doing good, girl. Can I, you know, I want to unpack something because yeah. obviously we have a major motion picture to get into something from oh, the past. a film. A true film. film. A true film. Um, You mentioned, you know, over the weekend, you had an organizer come to your house. Yeah. And that to me is the height of class and mm. the epitome of having what we call extra money. And I just <laughs> want to know what this yeah. organizer, like, what's the process? Mm-hmm. Did they come into your house and was it a harrowing experience when they kind of took it all apart? Yeah. So there's a like a phenomenon called nesting mm-hmm. um, when you are pregnant and close to the end of your uh, pregnancy. And I I think the term comes from like, you know, when we see mama birds getting their nest ready Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and being like, okay, I'll put an extra little stick here (laughs) and an extra little fluff here. And so like hormonally, it's supposed to happen to us. There's nothing I would want to do less um, than to be like tidying and organizing my house right now. I will say I like look at things and I'm like, if I see that again, I will burn it with my eyes. So like the instinct is there, but like I can't move. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I can't pick things up. It's just really, really difficult. So I have wanted an organizer for a long time, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) but yeah, as you said, maybe didn't have the means. (laughs) And like my, my mom is kind of an organizer. Like when she found out I did this, she was like, what do they charge? (laughs) You know, cause she wants to go into business. Right. Right. So I had, um, the gal came a few weeks ago, just one, um, lady, Mm -hmm who was like a friend of a friend who is in real estate and then like does this on off days. And there were just, just like boxes of baby stuff everywhere. And so she basically like opened boxes, mm-hmm. broke down boxes, put the clothes in the dresser by age. Mm, like it, it's, it really, 
It really was night and day. It ends up being a little interior decor too, because it's like putting stuff in places where it's going to like fit and make sense. And then her and her mom came on Friday. What? And I had a great time. Well, and the thing is, I I thought maybe I was going to have to be like more involved. They didn't really ask me anything. Really? They just kind of like this. You're like, I need this to go here. But they mostly focus on the baby room. Or other parts. Yeah, but then I had a closet across from the baby room that was, I had to send them a picture of it. Um, and I said, this is more embarrassing than if my nudes got out. <laughs> like the closet had like this weird atomic Homer in it from the Simpsons. What? You know, like a what deflated, min- what a deflated a- Minions costume. What is an atomic Homer? So it's like Homer, you know where Homer works at the, yeah, um, the power plant. plant? Yeah. It's like he fell into something and then became like atomic Homer. Okay. Okay. So it's like that type of, and then like suitcases and like weird shirts of CJ's. It's like, you know, when you have a drawer, yes. this is like closet form. Of course. Of course. Absolutely. It couldn't, it couldn't like be closed correctly and they just oh they gutted it <laughs> like atomic homer is gone from my life wow. you know yeah that's yeah. amazing how does cj feel about losing atomic homer he goes don't even tell me what's in there um just throw it out okay right so he like, won't even won't know. know yeah i won't even know yeah yeah like there was like a prop David's bridal wedding dress, five <laughs> suitcases, just like wild. You know, when you like, we're not even sketch actors. Right? It's like, you know how you just like accumulate weird yes. junk from stuff? That's where it went. Yeah. Okay. Cause right now I have like three Marjorie Taylor Green um wigs. And it's like, I've never even played that woman. I've never even played that woman. I'm a stand-up comedian. <laughs> That is amazing. Oh, my God. Well, I love the preparation and the idea of preparing for your child really takes us to the movie we're about to talk about today. I mean, boy, does it. Um, I have I have heard of this film. People have asked me if I've seen it. I think it's a classic. It is a classic. um, In the Lifetime universe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the film that I keep wanting to be like the film noir. The film that we will be discussing today is called Too Young to Be a Dad. When 15-year-old Matt Freeman, played by a young Paul Dano, Hello. gets 15-year-old Francesca pregnant, their parents decide to put the unborn baby up for adoption. Matt agrees to the decision, but later begins to rethink it. This movie shows the father's point of view. Now, if you didn't catch the premiere of this movie in 2002, (laughs) it is a true trip down memory lane, if for nothing else than the 2002 fashions. Yes. But certainly the work of young Paul Dano, sterling actors, Kathy Baker and Bruce Daniels. I mean, I was able to watch on the Lifetime Movie Club, too. Well, hello. On my app. That's what we need to be doing, honey. $3.99 a month. If you're not doing it, no one tells me to do this, guys. Sometimes I just talk about it because it really does have a lot of the old movies that remind me why I loved Lifetime in the first place. You know what? We got to just stop talking about what we love and tell them all the deets. Let's get into it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Okay, so when I hear 2002, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I go, we are going to be getting styles and looks from when you and I were in high school. Yeah, I was in college then. Thank you, but oh. yes. But yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. I always <laughs> assume we were born on the same exact day. <laughs> you know, that like God said, I need both of these podcast hosts to come today, <laughs> February 17th, 1986. <laughs> okay, so you were in college, but like we were of the same vintage. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. I think so. Mine's a little more oaky on the nose, but yes, we're around the same vintage. But 2002 was a beautiful time. sync was at their height. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was a brilliant time. And this movie starts off with an honor roll ceremony where mm-hmm. young Matt Freeman, again, Paul Dano, who seems to have had the ha- same haircut his entire life. Okay. This man has had a bowl cut for 20 years. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But he, and he like looks exactly the same. I de- he has a baby face. His face is smooth yeah, that is to true. this day. That is true. So um, Batman's Riddler. Yes. Uh, if you're if you're not familiar. Absolutely. Um, also from There Will Be Blood. <sighs> yeah. If you're not familiar. Okay. The man, he's iconic. Here he's being inducted into the honor roll society as a freshman, which is a very big deal. In the entire history of Brookdale High School, no student has ever achieved this distinction. His academic record is such that he is the first and only freshman ever to be nominated to and accepted into the Honor Roll Society. It is with great pleasure that I induct Matt Freeman into the Honor Roll Society. First time ever in the school's history. I couldn't believe it. I I thought, I'm worried about the freshman, quite honestly. It shouldn't be that hard to get really good grades. But anyway, who am I? Who am I? I was a nerd, okay? And his parents, Susan and Dan Freeman, played by the great Kathy Baker and Bruce Davison. Davison. All right. Wow. They're stars, all right? Yeah. When I saw them, I was like, okay. Yeah. I've, we're in good hands. Well, this is the- Like, th- it's just like, these are parents. Yes, yes, yes. yes. actor parents. And they're also yeah. like, you know- this is like old school lifetime. It was it really was a place where I think a lot of actors cut their teeth. I think nowadays there are people who you only see in lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like back then it was like, honey, a gig's a gig. We're all doing it. They were going back and forth. Exactly. I mean, like, I think Bruce was in movies that were Oscar nominated. Yes. Kathy was in tons of film and TV uh that was critically acclaimed. And this was at the peak of their Career exactly. Too. It exactly. wasn't like the end or the beginning. It was the beginning of Paul's. But for Kathy and Bruce, it's like you know these are these are famous actors. I know Bruce was an X Men. Okay, so I yeah. mean, my God, this man, he's like, okay, let me go do this Lifetime movie real quick, and I'll come back to X Men. That's what yeah, they're doing. I'll always here. be a senator. I can always play a <laughs> like, senator. Oh, exactly. He's like honestly, he's one of those actors too, where it's like I've only seen you look senator age. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like I don't I know what he looks like young. He's always been like forty five. He's always had white hair, yes. too. He went white early, and I think it was great for his career. Honestly. Naomi, I'm assuming you were in honor roll. We did not have society. that. We didn't have that at oh, my school. Oh, it was, like, expected you had to be. <laughs> no, I think it was just, like, no, we just, like, didn't have that. But obviously everyone knew who was smart, so it was still, like, judgy. <laughs> I was um, I was in the honor roll. Absolutely. Nas- I was in National Honor Society. Wow, National. National. Honor society. And the day that I got inducted, I wore this cream suit. <laughs> Um, and then dro- was driving myself and my best friend Abby home, and I got pulled over. For what? I was for I was in a speed trap. 
It wasn't even, it was like one of those things where like, you know, it like the speed changes from like 45 to like 30 uh-huh. just to catch 16 year old Megan. And so I got pulled over. It was the first time I was like, obviously shaken to of my course. core. Did you cry? The, Did you immediately start crying? Um, no, but the cop came up and I showed him my National Honor Society induction <laughs> letter. Like, I'm a good kid. Look, I got a cream suit on. I got this blonde gymnast in the passenger seat. You know, I have a, a Jeep that I think my dad bought illegally. You know, I'm a good kid. And he still gave me a ticket. Wow. Rude. Also, please, for the listeners who may also visit us on Instagram, you got to pull up a picture of that cream suit. I got to see teenage okay, well, Megan in a cream suit. Call Peggy. Call Peggy and get yes. us the footage because you know I'm it was dead. off the rack from the limited. Ah, um, limited. And, and I will find I will find you photos of it. Thank you so much. That's what I need. So after the beautiful, beautiful evening at Honor Society where the Freemans are so happy, well, they get back home and Susan and Dan see their daughter, Alex, making out with some dirty boy in, in his car. How long have Alex and Zach been out in that car? I doubt they're discussing world affairs. <sighs> oh, please don't tell me you think they're having sex. Maybe we should ask Zach. You did uh, have the talk with her, didn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Five years ago when she got her period, but... Mm. These days, she's not exactly open to discussion. You quickly establish that Matt's the good one, Alex mm-hmm. is the bad girl, and Alex is bringing us 2002 fashions, okay? A yeah. really frosted lipstick, okay, frosted, and then, like, way too much eyeshadow. She's wearing weird little, braids. Yeah, the butterfly clips, the whole thing is happening. And She has a do-rag in half of her scenes, <laughs> and it's more of, like, a... um. Harley Davidson do rag and less of a appropriating black culture do rag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I did still, I felt more relieved when she did not have it on. <laughs> no, I know, but she was like, it was just so funny how quickly it was like, yeah, you're the kid that no one respects in this house because yeah. you yeah. a damn mess. The whole look is upsetting. But yes, the next day, everyone's at school, teachers handing back tests. Of course, Matt gets an excellent. Excellent as usual, Matt. Nice improvement, Blair. And then you see Francesca, this little white girl who really gives me, she just, and we're, you're going to see stuff about her, but she really gives me like 40-year-old divorcee energy. She is real, <laughs> like, she has like a deep voice. She does it. She's a character of yeah. few words, okay? Like, you don't right. really even know who she is, but you know she got a bad grade on the test. And then after class, Matt offers to tutor her, and Blair is like, he's good. He helped me. So then we see Blair, Francesca, and Matt. They're studying at Matt's house. And Mrs. Freeman, mom, she brings in a plate of cookies. I, this is like a trope that's like never happened to me in real life. I was going like, to say, like, you are my access to these kind of like, you know, nah. Caucasian pop culture tropes. Like, you're telling me Peggy didn't bake no cookies. I am remembering a time when we studied like really hard for this test in high school, like 48 hours, you know, like mm-hmm. we were like going, 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 not straight. And I'm sure we had snacks and stuff, but I don't ever recall a time my mom being like cookies or anyone else's parents um what i love about this is we cut from this like true norman rockwell scene to bad girl alex smoking a cigarette in her room (laughs) alex what put that cigarette out now what cigarette the boldness to just be like in your in your high school house I just know, know. it's broad daylight yeah too. fully ch- like chain smoking uh, cigarettes and it's just like and especially because i'm like at first i assumed it was weed but then again 2002 right they know illegal that couldn't be the case but it was just so i was like what are you doing she's having a ciggy 
Alex, you're not cool. Your room smells like a brewery. I want nothing yeah. to do with it. That's how I feel. I hate the smell of smoke. No, it's not good. Um, and it's so obvious. No, I know. Like, it's so obvious. Um, so then we see Francesca. She is at her parents' house now, and she's getting ready for some sort of special occasion. And her parents are obsessed with her. <laughs> and I wanted to include this clip because I think it would give an interesting snapshot into what my upbringing was like. So this is her parents talking to her as they watch her watch herself in the mirror. You know, she's like just admiring her outfit. Listen to this. You're pretty enough for your party, Daddy. You're a beautiful pumpkin. All the girls are going to be jealous and all the boys are going to fall in love with you. Homework all done? Hours ago. That's my good girl. <laughs> so yes, Megan, when you said that this clip would help people understand why you became the way you are. So what you're yeah. saying is, yes, you had doting parents who yeah. were just like, you're gorgeous, you're an angel, you're perfect. And I was thick. You know, there were definitely some LBs that could have you know, come off in tennis camp and, and they were, they, my mom was like, you look perfect. We love you know, like, that. Didn't even, didn't even flinch at the fact that my butt was way too big, you know, <laughs> just said, happy to have your butt in this house. Thank you. <laughs> so we, so basically we learn a little bit about the Freeman family Dad, Dan, he manages grocery stores and they're like opening Love up a it. new store. So he's like, he's traveling to the new location. He's working late hours. Mrs. Yes. Freeman teaches sixth grade. And basically her project or her arc of the film is preparing mm -hmm. for a sixth grade class trip to Washington, D.C. She got voted by the students to accompany them to D.C. And when I hear that, I go, there is nothing I would want to do less. I know. Than take. Eight, like probably a hundred sixth graders. I know, I know across the country. Ugh. Did you guys have a DC trip? Of course, seventh grade, seventh grade DC. But we, of course, you know, being in New York, it was like a, we just drove down there, and so we were like on the bus for a long time, and that was a true torturous nightmare. Oh, we flew. Oh, of course, and, of course. And it was like my middle school, and then in a, and then then like a neighborhood middle school. My boyfriend at the time <gasps> he went to the other middle school, and there oh, was well, you like had a boyfriend. Well, you know, like, oh my God. weird, I don't know. He was too young to be a dad, thank God. There was major drama because one, we stayed at this hotel that was like U-shaped. And so one of the girls' rooms looked in on a boy's room across the way. Oh my And gosh. girls um, flashed the boys. <laughs> like the boys were flashing and the girls were flashing like across the like hotel courtyard. And they didn't realize that there were teachers like right beneath one of the rooms. <laughs> so all these teachers saw the like flashing, but I wasn't in that room. I was right. in a different room, but probably the funniest quote I've ever heard in my life. There was this boy named Ben. I won't say his last name. <gasps> we went to the, is it the Jefferson Memorial that's like on water? Sure. Like surrounded by water. So we get there and it smells um, really fish. You know, it just like smells like yeah. standing Pond. water yeah. kind yeah. of. And this seventh grade boy named Ben, he goes, I don't know whether to whip out some tartar sauce or say what's up. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, my God. So, like, this DC trip was truly coming of age for me. Like, I wasn't partaking in the flashing yeah. or the allusions to 
vaginal smell. Right. But right. I was like learning so much. Like I was learning so much outside of the US right. government. Right, 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 you know? right. I think, and I think actually, <laughs> I feel like that must be the case for a lot of um, DC trips, right? Because you all kind of go yeah. around puberty starting. And it's like, oh you really are learning what it is to be near boys at night. And like to have your crush, you know, see your crush in the morning for breakfast. Like, I think that's part ah. of what it really is about. Um, it is. And who cares about what's going on with the government? But you know what? Quite honestly, you know who doesn't care about the government? Francesca. Okay, because no. Francesca, <laughs> and this is again, it's like, Francesca's like, okay, the movie bills itself as being from the father's point of view. It doesn't mean that the girl shouldn't have a personality because literally her whole personality is like, want to have sex. Because yeah. basically Francesca and Matt- You up? Exactly. <laughs> she is you up the person. <laughs> Francesca and Matt are studying, but Francesca's just doodling hearts and it's like, babe, this is why you failed your test. And then out of nowhere, she asks this. Listen. Matt, are you a virgin? <laughs> you are. You're not. You have a, a boyfriend? No. I just wanted to do it. When? Last year. You serious? No, I'm making it up to impress you. Yeah, I'm serious. I mean, that's a little young. Well, I got a lot of stress in my life. I've got to look perfect for my mom and smart for my dad so I had sex just for me okay was it uh okay it was fine better than the dentist not as good as Christmas <laughs> okay now <gasps> better than the dentist not as good as Christmas you are 15 this is what I'm saying like I was like you she sounds literally I expected her to have a cigarette dangling from her lips yeah. as she's serving cafeteria <laughs> food she is just she's she is weather beaten. Yeah, okay? yeah. She is. Yeah. She could be like a widow. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and the way she the says everything's is, so matter of fact, like there's no inflection. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, obsessed. Yeah, because she's like, yeah, I gotta take the edge off. Like, <laughs> like, Francesca, what's going on in your life? Thank you. That you just that, and we learned she's only had sex one time. Exactly. Like, it's like, but she's, but I guess like that is that air of like. She just feels so different than everybody now. <laughs> but it's like, of course Matt is a virgin. I like, know. what are you thinking Matt has seen? I know, I know. Uh, also, like, at this point, though, when she says this, I was like, did I miss a moment of connection between them? Or is it no. basically just like, he tutored her and he has a mom with cookies. So she's like, I'll have sex with him. I think so. Because I was like, I, I don't so. know. I was like, I don't see a vibe between you two. Like, I'm not getting a sense of flirtation both of their parents are like very active in their lives. It's not like she sees Matt and she's like, oh, he presents like opportunity. Exactly. It's like his mom is bringing you cookies. He is a dork. Blair is there. Right. Like, what is, what are you seeing? Well, basically after she says all this, she's she kisses Matt. Then they start kissing. Yeah. And then Blair, yeah. the <gasps> sweet little black girl, she walks in, she sees him. She like storms out. Blair, wait. Blair? And in that moment, I was like, I was Blair, okay? I was the black girl with the crush on the nerdy white boy who did not see me like that. And he was always <gasps> making out with some boring white girl instead. I was Blair, okay? I was shocked. I'm like, Matt has got honeys lining <laughs> up. From being the first freshman to be an honor society? <laughs> I think it must be from his honor society because Lord knows it's not his personality. I'm like, they must be like, he's going to be a good earner. <laughs> like, 
what are they seeing in this door? I have no idea. Oh my His bowl gosh. cut is so deep conditioned. I just don't know. Okay, so then we see Alex making out with her boyfriend in the driveway. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of making out happening in the Freeman house. Yeah. And then she comes in and Alex has gotten her nose pierced. Yes, this is such a classic high school I fight. I know. Alex? Oh, Alex, you didn't. Take it out right now, please, before it leaves a scar. I like it. Well, too bad. You were told no piercings. Well, I'm 18 now. It's legal. You don't have to tell me I was there, but while you're living in my house, you're going to live under my rules, it Alex. It matter. It's so superficial. Oh, well, if it doesn't matter and it's so superficial, then take it out, please. It cost me 75 bucks, Mom. Alex, that money belongs in your college fund. I don't want to go to college. Not right away. I'm too immature anyways. It'd be a waste. But what she wants to do is she's like, I want to work and then save for a car, which I assume yeah. is because she's sick of making out in Zach's car. She wants to make out in her car. I mean, I can't get it. I'm like, maybe she just with Zach for his car because that's where all the action is. So she wants a car. So look, here's the thing. Susan and Alex, they're at odds. You know, mother and teen daughter. Alex is 18. To me, she looks 15 in this movie. Like, that's the thing. Because I think Matt looks like he's 13. Uh-huh. If he's anything. And so does Francesca. And then Alex, to me, is reading 15, 16, but apparently she's 18 and grown, so she's very much like, I want to do what I want to do. But I worry that's because we're maybe, like, old now. Because, like, when I see an 18-year-old now, I'm like, <gasps> I know. oh, my God, that's, like, a 12-year-old. But it's because I'm 700. <laughs> okay. So then Matt and Francesca are really making out at school. Yeah. Like, they're, like, next to a locker going at it. Very much... um high school band energy (laughs) and then francesca's like my mom has a meeting let's go to my house so they like kind of i don't know if it's the end of school if they're skipping school but it's very like not like matt yeah and so they get to the house and they're like making out inside the door making out on the stairs making out at the top of the stairs like just teen hormones running wild and i am deeply uncomfortable i know i was like i don't want to see this um, and then they go into her room and then we see their clothes on the ground. And I had to point out, did you notice there was also a stuffed teddy bear, Megan? Yes. There was a stuffed teddy bear. To be like bear. their children. Exactly. These and I was like, children. Ew. It made me very, yeah. very sick to see the stuffed bear. Yes. No. And then we see them laying naked uh, just from like the top. You know, we just see like bare shoulders. Yeah. And it's definitely a Laura Ashley bedspread. <laughs> um, and they're just laying there in silence. And it doesn't seem like the sex went great. No. Nope. That's the vibe I'm getting. It is like, again, for a relationship that never even seemed like to be romantic or even a crush. It was like, why did y'all have sex? Because it don't even seem like y'all that into each other. So then when it ends and they're just like sitting there both staring at the ceiling, not saying a word, I was like. Well, that checks out. I don't understand. And then, but also the way Francesca was like, let's have sex. And again, this is where I was like, again, she didn't have a personality. I didn't understand because I will say this. She presents in school. You know, it's not like she wears revealing clothes. It's not like she's flirting with people. She doesn't have a reputation. She's not like. No, her hair is in just in a ponytail. Yeah, she's got a zip up pullover hoodie, honey. I'm like, for her to be so sex ready at that age, I just found that. I mean, that was not relatable to me. When I was 15, there was no, no way. Don't come near me. Like, I had crushes and I really wanted to kiss. But I yeah. was like, don't put anything near anything. Oh, no, no, no. I was I was the last to do everything with my friend group. Yeah, same. And I was curling. and Well, my mom was curling my hair. <laughs> you know, like, I was getting dolled up. Yeah. But, and it, 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 but I, I guess that's where Francesca and I are different. I was teasing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, oh my. my gosh. So then the music's really sad. He like and walks he, to school by just... himself. It's all very <laughs> pensive. A lot, the music is pensive throughout, no matter what's happening. And it's like, Matt hates sex. I know. <laughs> he just really hated it. And then Matt and Francesca see each other in school and have this riveting, mature conversation. Hey. Hey. How you doing? I'm okay. Um, we need to talk. You're gonna be a jerk about yesterday, aren't you? Look, I'm just not ready. Fine. That's great. You're not gonna tell anyone, are you? No. I mean, I want to be friends. Right. Seriously, I mean really good friends, like before. You mean it? Yeah, sure. Come on, Francesca. Nothing's different. Oh, okay. okay. Wait. Now I'm like, I, now I'm kind of mad at him. <laughs> I'm like, you hit it and quit it, Matt? Like, what is exactly. that? What's this energy? Well, I know, but also, too, like, is it the implication that he did something he didn't want to do and she forced him to do it? Because that's like also kind of a weird undercurrent to this that, like, where he's mm-hmm. like, I wasn't, because he says, I wasn't ready. And so then it's like, well, did you, I, I don't know. Again, he doesn't even seem like a kid who has, like, I don't know. He's such a good boy. He doesn't seem like someone who would be like forced into something. But it is like if Francesca hadn't um, brought this up to him, I don't think he would have had sex till he was 25. Well, exactly. Sure. Right. So it's like, you know, Francesca was the bridge. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, so they can't even go back to normal now. Right. Right. But then Francesca's at home again, looking at herself in the mirror, which seems to be her favorite activity after having sex. And at one point she touches her stomach. So you're like, uh oh, I got scared. And then, yeah. and then she's her parents are like, come on, we got to go. And she like puts a chunky jacket over her dress. I called it Amish. <laughs> um, it's patch, it's patchwork at okay. best. Okay, uh-huh. Um, and then like a scarf. And when she comes down, even her mom is like, what is this look? <laughs> is that what you're wearing? What's wrong with it? What about that cute little dress we got you for the hospital party? Ladies. No time. <sighs> but then... They're back at school. Francesca passes Matt a note, but we don't know what the note says. And then after class, she's like trying to talk to him. And then Alex interrupts and is like, Hey, Matt, do me a favor. If you get home before me, grab the mail. Why? Report cards. I can't let mom see mine, which means she can't see yours or she'll know they came. No way, Alex. She's going to go ballistic on me. Sister needs a little help, man. You're such a suck up. So then whatever she was going to say, we still don't know. That was really exactly cool. <laughs> <laughs> when Alex leaves. Francesca's like, my period stopped. And so yeah. and it was like, she's like, I'm not late. It's just gone. <laughs> like It's vanished. So they go to like the local drug. No, this they go to a drugstore. It's not like a CBS. Right, We're right. not talking chain. We're talking mom and yep. pop where they go in. And Matt's like, I think I know this lady. <laughs> I think she knows my mom. Just do it, man. <sighs> All right, wait outside. And he's like so embarrassed that he shoplifts it. Mm. And I go, ooh, slippery slope. Uh, I said, Matt. Matt, honey, you've already made one mistake. A life of Thank crime. You. I was like, you already made one mistake. <laughs> you got to now get a rap sheet. You were on honor society. Yeah. So then Francesca takes the test. Um, she comes out with a cup of pee. <laughs> I know all the different kinds of pregnancy tests at this point. And there is one that is cup of really? pee. And so she... <laughs> Comes out with a cup of pee. He handles it like no wow, big deal. Wow, okay. And I'm like, what? Future doctor. And then, and then he puts a few droplets in it. And I was like, oh my God, this is like a COVID <laughs> test. 
And then as they're like waiting for the results, her mom comes by and is like, do you kids want a snack? Again, moms love offering snacks. Well, because I think they do want to poke in and be like, are you taking a pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> And of course, Frances is like, um, no, no thanks. Later, the Howells are talking and mom is like, mm, I'm worried about Francesca. She's getting fat and she has an <laughs> attitude. <laughs> and I was like, 2002. <laughs> yes, this is very two. And the dad's like, I wonder if she's smoking pot, which isn't a bad right. guess because he's like, she's got the munchies, I guess. <laughs> and then they they like confront her about it. And she's like, I'm not smoking pot. You guys are just mad at me because I got fat. <laughs> And then she's like, leave me alone. I'm laughing, but I am sad for her. And and I'm also laughing too because she's gained zero. Exactly. Like this girl is 90 pounds soaking wet. And she's and her parents are like, what is she eating? She's edgy, just careless about her appearance. She's gaining weight. Oh, I noticed her grades had slipped a little. And she was so motivated at the beginning of the year. Hope she's not smoking pot. Don't look so crushed. It's not like we didn't indulge a little. In college, kids start everything so young now. But you can't fight the symptoms, baby, because Francesca's puking in the bathroom. Her Um, dad hears it and comes up. And with no words, literally he just like sees her and she's like on his face. You can tell he's realized, which I said, excellent acting. I mean, having just having expressions that look like emotions is very hard for me as an actor. So I was impressed with his work here. And she immediately is like, sorry, sorry. Like, she's like, I'm sorry, dad. And it's like, oh my God, that is so sad. It was really, really sad. And the truth is, if he wasn't a doctor, there's no way this dad would have known. Yeah. You know, like, it's just like, oh, he's seeing like the medical symptoms Mm -hmm. now. Um, And I did feel really, like, she, oh, I did feel really sad for yeah. her in that moment. So that was good acting on her part, too. When she gave it to us, she gave it to us, and we loved it. Yeah. So while Dr. Howell is, you know, trying to find prenatal vitamins for his daughter, Susan, Susan Freeman's cleaning up her bad girl Alex's room and, of course, finds her report card, and she's, like, failing stuff that you should not be failing, like gym and photography. Gym. It's like, <laughs> how do you fail those things? Take a picture. But I'm passing my core subjects. Barely, and passing is the least of your obligations, Alex. Sorry I'm not perfect like him. You're not even being honest with yourself now, and that self-pity is just a way of pretending that you didn't do something plain black and white wrong. Hello? The phone rings, and then Dr. Howell calls and to basically say, like, hey, Susan, Matt got Francesca pregnant. And it's like, in this moment, I feel bad for Susan, okay? Because Susan's out here trying to do it all. You got one kid failing gym and not respecting her. And then the quiet one, who she could always rely on, went and got somebody pregnant. And he also said, I didn't know what I was doing. It was one time. And then I'm thinking, okay, have they been teaching abstinence education? What do you mean you don't know it was just one time? You're an honor society. You better know biology. Why wasn't there protection? That's what I'm saying. Which is what Susan's like, how could you? Why didn't you use protection? It only takes one time. Which are the classics. Exactly. I don't know why we're not telling kids. Maybe we are. You're very fertile. Exactly. You are very Exactly. This is the time. This is the time. All right. Let's take a break because it's all about to hit the fan. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com So Susan breaks the news to her son that he's about to be a dad. So then Matt runs outside and mom comes. I'm going to call dad. He's just an hour flight away. Mom, he's going to kill me. No, he's going to help us figure out what to do. Do you think I should, I don't know, get married? No, honey. No, I don't. Mom, there's a baby coming. I know, honey. But you're just a baby yourself. It's like, you are literally 12. You cannot. Okay? Okay, so while all this is happening, Dad, Mr. Um, Mr. Freeman, is out With of the grocery store. Opening the new store. He's never around. We can't even get him on the line. Right? Mrs. Freeman's calling him when she's at work and she teaches sixth grade and hoping none of those kids pregnant. And then she got a dang son at home getting other people pregnant. Oh, my God. So she's like trying to get a hold of him. He's nowhere to be found because it's, you know, peak grocery season. <laughs> um, and so then we see Matt telling Blair and Blair is really pissed at Francesca and then has some other thoughts, too. You're my best friend. Okay, since kindergarten. And now you've got all the stress. And there's this thing between us. I don't get that. Well, you did it. I mean, doesn't that change you? Are you, like, gonna... Gonna what? Gonna need sex now? Have it all the time now? Wow. Okay, Blair, look. Maybe Blair doesn't have a crush, but she definitely has ownership of him as like her longtime bestie. She feels like you're my friend. And then like, but I do remember too that when you're younger, you know, the idea of like sex changing things. Like, oh, if you're a person who has sex, you're like a different kind of person. Our friendship is different now. Cause like, you know more. Exactly. And also like one of us isn't a kid, right? Like in a way it's like, we were both just like kids hanging out. And now one of us is a dad who's had sex. And it's like a different vibe. So Mrs. Freeman finally gets a hold of dad and he's like, listen, I'm filled to the brim with grocery store drama. (laughs) And he's like, I can't leave. So she's like, I can't believe I have to go talk to this couple by myself. So Matt and just Mrs. Freeman go to the howls. Francesca is almost five months, which is far. And so it, she has to carry the baby to term. So I'm glad that we were given um, at least an explanation yes. as to why terminating the pregnancy was yes, not an option. Yes. Because the other film, we yes. did not. Um, <clears throat> so then the moms have a mom off about which one of their kids has it worse, and they both feel really bad for their kids. As far as we can figure, the baby's due in mid-June. 
Our insurance covers prenatal care up to 80% after the deductible. And we can forward those bills to you? Sure. All right, Mom. Of course, honey. I want you to understand the money isn't an issue. The issue is assuming responsibility. Our share of the responsibility. Look, Mrs. Howell, I can understand you might be angry. I'm very angry. Francesca shouldn't have to go through this. Matt's going through it, too. <laughs> I hardly think it's comparable. Well, let's not trade blame. We're all in a situation that none of us wanted. Because you had no idea. None of us had any idea, Juliana. And then Dr. Howell suggests that they put the baby up for adoption. Unrealistically, if we want to give our kids any chance of a fresh start, we should look for an out-of-state placement. Do you understand what he's saying, honey? I need your approval here, Matt. And Matt's like, okay. Yeah, whatever. like he doesn't really know. And then mom is like, are you sure? And he's no. like, okay. And, you know, after he's like, well, adoption is the only choice if, you know, you want your childhood back, basically. It's like, okay, fine, we'll do that. And then another pensive Matt moment where he's skipping rocks on the water and he has memories of him and Francesca making out in different parts of her house, which I'm sorry, could you really have flashbacks to like one magical week? Of, not even a week, probably three days of kissing and then she got pregnant. I think this is the trouble with teen love. It's like fast and furious. Fast and, and loose, You know, I live right by a middle school. Oh my gosh. <laughs> really? Do you... I even see in the kids. I'm like, ah! I can't even imagine. Okay, so Mr. Freeman finally gets home. He's missed all of yeah. this. His wife is obviously pissed he at him. He is right to be so. I'm sorry. I'm hoping it was decided to terminate this pregnancy. Well, she's too far along, Dan. If you'd been there, you'd know that. Yeah, well, I suppose you think that flushing my job down the toilet's going to help things. Well, you always find some excuse for ducking out on family life when it gets too tough, don't Mom, you? Mom, Dad, stop fighting. And then he apologizes to his dad. These two kids are both so like apologetic and shameful yeah. that it really like adds to the weight of the situation. Right. Definitely, definitely. It wasn't like, again, you can see that it was like, what did we do? As opposed to, we just got to roll with the punches, you know, yeah. like double daddy. And they're like not in love. Yeah. They're not together. Right. They have no history. It's just like, oh, we like really messed up when we were both like kids that had right futures i do feel bad well especially i mean again matt mr honor society from the top of the movie well oh say goodbye to honor society because that night the school calls i have some materials here that i'm sending you on the alternative school for teenage parents oh uh no mrs bennett matt's baby is being adopted privately so we wouldn't be interested i'm afraid it's mandatory at the school mrs freeman matt's being transferred there along with francesca howell Transferred? Matt's being transferred out of the academic program? Yes. <sighs> Mrs. Bennett, that would be a disaster for him. Look, in the old days, all the responsibility for a teen pregnancy fell on the girl's shoulders, and she'd be sent away to school. The boys were the forgotten partners. We weren't being fair to either one of them. Mrs. Bennett, can't you make an exception in Matt's case? You're putting his whole future in jeopardy, and and school means the world to him. All right, Mrs. Freeman, I'll schedule a meeting where you and Matt can present your case. It's the best I can do. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Do you think that it draws less attention to a pregnant teen it's, to just, like, ship them away? It's like, oh, she was pregnant, and now she's gone. You think that's going to, like, stop other kids from having sex? Like, what's the point? No, of it's like, here's an idea. Don't make 
either of them exactly that's i'm like 2002 there were pregnant girls in my high school and then i'm like do they come back the next year like what is it's insane so then it's like the next day francesca's cleaning out her locker says she got kicked out i'm like oh my god um and then she references her growing belly and says all right look at me Still four whole months left. Don't have the heart to tell her she actually has five. Forty weeks, left. baby. Forty weeks. Forty oh, weeks. You are pregnant for ten months. I know most of our listeners know I that. Know. People still are like, they're like, how far along are you? I'm like nine and a half, and they're like, oh my god, you're over. It's like no, I'm under. <laughs> it's crazy. So, Mrs. Freeman and Alex have another fight over college because she's you know miss freeman's like go to college stop trying to work in the burger joint to buy a car but then alex rightly points out it's like well he got someone pregnant i'm talking about the real world alex we're only going to support you while you're getting an education so he knocks a girl up and you pay for everything but i can't work for something i really want alex no hate you maybe you should let her do what she wants mom you're in no position to give advice matt and it's like well Fair enough, Alex. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But I did like this moment where Dr. Howell and Francesca are at their house playing chess when the doorbell rings. Hello, Matt. Hi, Dr. Howell. Is uh, Francesca home? She is, yeah. Well, can I see her? I don't think that's a good idea. Why? Well, I'm not trying to be unkind, Matt, but uh, I don't think you and Francesca have anything to talk about. We're having a baby together, Dr. Howell. I think there's plenty to talk about. I think not. Goodbye, Matt. So then do-rag Alex is mad again um, because the prenatal care is costing money. She's really in her parents' pocket. Yeah, well, oh yeah, she comes Um, to them because she's like, will you guys cash my check? Which I've never experienced (laughs) in my life, like having someone take my check and get, like, other than the bank. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, we don't have the money to give you. Why are we always so broke now? Alex, the bank is the place to cash your paycheck. (laughs) That's not why. Because of him. Is there really a lot of money, Dad? Go manage. I'll get a part-time job. Not during the school year. Because the Freemans have to pay 20%. The um, Howell's insurance covers 80% of the prenatal care and then 20% is out of pocket. And they were like, you have to pay Which that. I don't understand um, because, one, the Howells are very wealthy and he is a doctor. And if you he, can't get free prenatal right. care, I don't know what the point is. Of being a doctor and being I, rich. I have a lot of questions about the insurance <laughs> coverage in this film. Okay, so then Mrs. Freeman gets good news that the senator that, like, they're going to go visit in D.C. wants to throw the kids an ice cream party. And I say, beware. <laughs> we do not need to be fraternizing with senators. Absolutely not. An ice cream party? No, it does not. It sounds nefarious. <laughs> and then her teaching assistant, Hannah, who might be my favorite character in this whole film, yeah. she has some wise words. You ever wonder when we became our parents? They wanted to shape us in their image, and we swore we'd be different. And we just can't do it. Oh, man. I'm just trying to keep my family from imploding. Okay. She's just like, it's not that end of the world. I know, I know. You which know? I was surprised like, about, because initially I was suspicious of her. I was like, oh, she's going to turn on her. And no, she was the only no. real one. She was like, yeah, honestly, the realest one. stuff happens. Happens. Your kids are, you're kid is still a good kid and it's like yeah and you're a good 
mom and you're a good person. I know. More on that later. <laughs> so Matt and his mom go to the principal to plead their case for Matt staying in the school instead of going to the alternative school. When Matt was in the sixth grade, I wasn't just his mom, I was his teacher. And that's when I first really saw what a good student he is and how much he loves to use his mind. I want Matt to stay here and stay on track and feel successful, but mostly I want him to challenge his mind because Matt's education isn't just a career path. It's who he is. Now, I really need to hear from you, Matt. But then when it's like Matt's turn to speak, he pretty much just is like, <laughs> actually, I think it's not fair that Francesca has to go alone and I'm going to go with her. And I think that was very valiant. It's like, I don't think either of them should have to go. He And he could be like, Francesca's is dumb, you guys. Um, and I'm smart. But like, he doesn't do that. He's just like, I'll go to the alternative school. And they're not even together. And they're not even keeping the baby. Exactly. <laughs> Mom, Mrs. Freeman is furious. She's like, if you don't need I my know. help, then fine. And just I know. leaves without oh God, driving I can't him even. <laughs> Haven't you handed me and your father enough disappointments for one year? Look, at least now I can get a job. Oh, is that what this is about? Well, too bad. You can't work. You're underage. You need working papers. Well, then just show me where to get them. Figure it out for yourself. You don't want my guidance, right? So you don't need my help. Honestly, relatable. That's a real parent moment. When a parent yeah. is like, when they get so mad at you, they like leave you somewhere. Is that not happen to other people? Okay. This is his freshman year. Like he's gone. It seems like he's going to be able to go back for sophomore, junior and senior and then can go to whatever school he wants. Yeah. Yeah. You would think. I don't know. But she's got a lot of stress on her. Who am I to judge Susan? Well, it gets worse because then, you know, Susan, she's talking with the parents about the DC <sighs> trip coming up. And then the parents all are like. Some of the parents are voicing concerns, Susan. Everybody knows about your son's situation. Go on. Maybe you don't have the time or focus to deal with the trip anymore. Is that really your point? My daughter is in the ninth grade, and I am trying to keep her on the straight and narrow. No offense, Mrs. Freeman, but your son's not making my life any easier. Well, excuse me, but how is my son's life anyone's business? I think it's a matter of comfort level, Susan. It's more than that. It's setting an example. It's leadership. Some of us don't think you can lead this trip with what's going on in your home. Basically, your son got somebody pregnant. We don't want you teaching nobody else. I hate these parents. I know. They're evil. And they're like, what kind of example? It's like, I don't understand what you think. You think if she goes on a trip as the good teacher she is, chosen by the students, what, it's going to somehow make Everyone's her Everyone's going to get pregnant? Should, exactly. <laughs> like, we should have sex and get pregnant. You don't think she's going to be hyper aware of what all these <laughs> kids are doing? Maybe she, it's like... When people are like, maybe 9-12 was the best day to fly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, we're Ooh, on watch. Megan, you still got it. You we still are got on it, Megan. watch now. We are on watch, just, vigilant. Naomi, do not let me become one of these judgmental, stuck-up white parents. I'm really going to try. You know, uh, I am a little concerned, <gasps> but, uh, you know, I'll try to be around. You keep a Caucasian inner circle, and that's the danger. So I will really just have to keep sending you voice notes on a daily basis, just reminding you. Because I to just, calm down. I saw these. <laughs> I saw these faces, and I said, "I've seen these faces before." You know, like this yeah. reminded me of parents yeah. I knew growing up that yeah. my mom would be like, "That's disgusting to say that about somebody." You know, like Peggy yeah, was yeah, not yeah. having it. Oh, but, of course oh. not. 
Okay, so then Matt gets on the bus for his new school. <laughs> Everyone's pregnant on the bus. All pregnant teens. And then the best part is Francesca doesn't expect him to be there. And then she says to the girl sitting next to her, she's like, that's him. <laughs> so it's like so funny to me that he is like on a bus with pregnant girls. And then his one's like, that's uh, the baby daddy. So funny. Like, there was an alternative school. I think it was even called the alternative school that my <laughs> high school like fed into and like another high school. And you went there if you just like... Traditional learning was not going to work for you. Right. But it wasn't right. like everyone's pregnant. It was like, right. you see, you are bad as shit, basically. And like, yeah. you need to go to school. But like, you slapped a teacher. So like, right. you got to go to the alternative school now. But I just love that this is a school just of pregnant women. Exactly. Pregnant children, actually. Children. Children. Uh, oh, my God. So, but then it's like weird because it's like they're not, again, it's like they're not really friends. So it's like he's really is doing this of his own. They're volition. not a couple. Not, they're not. Like they're not a couple. They're barely friends. So it's like, you know, he just kind of makes this call of like, well, fair is fair. And it's just like, well, I guess that's. that's no, it is we'll nice to him. Yeah. It is nice so him. Like, okay. So then Matt's mom is still feeling bad and her like teaching assistant is like, why didn't you tell those self-righteous idiots to take their trip and shove it? Oh, that sends the wrong message. I haven't done anything wrong. That's why you walk out on them. They don't deserve you. They can't hit me where it hurts. I know I'm still the same teacher I was five months ago, although I must admit it is insidious, all those sidelong looks and uh, the feeling that you're somehow no longer worthy. What gets me is, it's not like you and Matt robbed a bank or killed somebody. It's a new life coming. Granted, it's traumatic, but... Not theirs. It's like, even if he did, that's not, that's not Susan's fault. <laughs> exactly. It's true. And then also, but still like Matt and his mom are speaking and he goes and gets a job at a pizza parlor. Yeah. And it's like, you start tomorrow and you know, it's not going to go great when the guy is like. Pay six seventy five an hour. When can you start? Tomorrow. Tomorrow it is. Be here at 3.30. Oh, well, I get out of school at three. So. Uh-huh. I'm like, uh uh-uh, walk away. That's a red flag. Uh, Matt, I know, Matt, Matt. So then Matt's late for dinner because he had to walk all the way home because his bike also, like, the tire is broken. And it's like, can Matt catch a break? Yeah. Okay, and so the dinner is tense. The Freemans are at a breaking point, and Dad finally snaps, but it's at Alex. Could we stop pretending to be normal family for once? You know, one more word and you're grounded. You can't ground him 18. I just did. Okay, I'm leaving. I don't need I'm tired of these crappy moods and treating your family like dirt. Now, you don't have a life until I say you do. I don't blame him. Somebody got to snap at Alex's ass. Okay? She rude. She disrespectful. She up in this house. Yeah, but you know she's like, um, (laughs) I mean, I feel like we both could be getting yelled at right now. (laughs) Okay, so we then we get to see inside the alternative school, and it's just teens learning to take care of a baby. And honestly, when I saw this, I was like, I would love to go here for a week. Like they, like they were like learning to like wash the baby. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. You know, like this this seems like it should be an option for. You know, just older gals. <laughs> and Matt is doing a really good job, obviously, because he is a good student. So whatever class you put him in, exactly. whether it's algebra or changing a diaper, he's going to excel. He's going to get it. The teacher's like, great as always. Yeah. And it's like, of course. And then he's like, it's not like it's going to matter giving away our baby anyways. And then he stares longingly and lovingly at 
a baby doll. (laughs) (laughs) My God. Like, it's his child. I know. It's insane. And then Matt goes to his first day of pizza parlor, and it is just packed. The place is mobbed. I don't know if they're giving away two-for-one pies or what. Because It was so unrealistic. (laughs) Like I was like, it is like 5 p.m. on a Tuesday. (laughs) Why is this pizza parlor bumping? I was about to say, is it National Pizza Day? It wouldn't even be that crowded. Because those are like, you know, it feels like it's National Pizza Day every week. But I'm like, what is happening to this pizza parlor? I know. And then, Matt, we see him get his first check, which is like, you know, probably $12. You know, he's basically like, it's pathetic. So then he goes and starts... He rounds up his video games uh, so he can sell those and then use that money to pay back his parents for all of Francesca's medical bills. And so we basically get a montage of Matt working hard, selling video games like they're drugs. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he goes into a baby store. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's like... Yeah, he's looking at all the toys and the gear. He, like, checks, like, how much a stroller is. I'm like, well, don't look at that. That's going to make you not want to be a parent. And then and then he picks up a stuffed cardinal. Which uh-huh. to me, I love that. It was a nod to Wesley, and I felt. Okay. I was like, a stuffed cardinal seems not fun or cute. I know. You know? No, not yet A bear, a hippo. I bought right. a stuffed piece of corn last week. <laughs> Indiana baby. Yeah, but stuffed Cardinal, he connects with it, though. Well, it was also on the sale rack. So it's oh, like, yeah, maybe yeah, yeah. that's, maybe that's factoring afford. in more. Yeah. Back at home, Miss Freeman's mad. I gotta speak to your manager. Don't mind. He's gonna fire me. Dan, Matt's boss is making him work later than the law allows. When he enforces those laws, he just has to deal with it. Bring it up to the ice cream social senator when you get there, okay? <laughs> it's like, also, quite honestly, we need to keep Matt off the streets because yeah. when he has free time, he goes to people's houses and has sex. <laughs> so, honestly, the more he's busy, the more work he can be doing, the better, quite frankly. And then, uh, okay, here's this moment, though, and I tried to literally pause it and freeze the frame. Okay. Matt is making a sandwich, <laughs> and I cannot understand what he is putting on the sandwich. At first, it was like, maybe it's jelly. No. But then it looked like it wasn't peanut butter. It looked like some sort of mayonnaise. And then it looked like chocolate syrup or maple syrup. I could not figure out what he was making. Y'all, you need to watch this movie just to go to like around like minute 58 and see what the hell is on this sandwich. Yeah. So this, we both <laughs> had an issue with this. It's in a, it's in a syrup bottle. Like it's in like a Mrs. Butterworth, which I do believe okay, so got it canceled. And so, no, but yeah. it comes out and it's chocolate brown. And, yeah. and I looked at the sandwich. I think it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that he's putting chocolate on. Okay. That, but see. like, I totally was like, why are they showing us this if they're not explaining what this is? Right. Right. Exactly. Maybe and it was just to like be like, he can't yeah. be a dad. Exactly. That's <laughs> to be I was like, okay, he's a child. What you're showing me is that he's a child. Okay, so then Susan, um, Mrs. Freeman, is like to her husband, you got to talk to Matt. And mm-hmm. like, I, and you do get the vibe that dad has been sort of just like, I don't know what to say, so he's just not saying anything. Right, right. And I don't know what we're supposed to be now. What, are we a couple of dads sitting around shooting the breeze? He's got a kid on the way. Well, he's still your kid, and he still needs you. That hasn't changed. I mean, he's uh, working to support his own family. <laughs> He had sex before I even got around to giving him the talk. Oh, don't blame yourself. I mean, if, if I would have been around, maybe things would be different. 
I mean, think about it. He loses his virginity on the same night that he becomes a father. I mean, what's that going to do to him? Is he ever going to enjoy sex now? I mean, won't that be the worst thing that ever happened to him? What? That's your concern? I. It's going to be fine. Um, and then they're like, Alex has always been so independent. But when Matt, they start talking about when Matt was a baby yeah, in the hospital. He was always a he, sweet, delicate boy. He held him so close and latched onto his hand. And I got really, <laughs> you know, I got really not emotional. I didn't cry, but I was like, oh my God. So one day you just like have a baby. And then like the next day he knocks up Francesca, you know, like it was like, oh my God, this Megan, is you have a son. You're going to have a son. You need to just keep watch. Okay. I'm going to give, I'm gonna to give him watch. the talk when he's two. You <laughs> Listen, Conrad. Exactly. We got, see this stuff, Cardinal? Okay. <laughs> and you see this era corn. Sometimes they get together. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. So later, Matt is at home and he's like holding the doll, the baby doll he from school. Doll. And he's like acting like it's, you know, his real baby. And of course, Alex is like, y'all are weird. He looks at his honor roll certificate and is like, oh my God, it feels like another world. Look at all you've accomplished since then. You stood by Francesca with no support from anyone. You gave up a school where you were very comfortable and successful to follow your conscience. I was very proud of you when you got that, Matt. But I'm even prouder of you now. You're not just an honor student. You're an honorable young man. You're an honorable young man. And this was, I was like, this is definitely real peak white mom energy. <laughs> you know, like you really messed up, but like, I'm more proud of you now than ever. <laughs> but I did think it was sweet because it is like, yeah. he, he has made some tough decisions and he is like, he has matured. Yeah, 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 definitely. But still, he's not ready for all of it because after this, we see the Howells and the Freemans meet up at the... Ad- the adoption lawyer's office yeah. to learn about, you know, the ter- the deal and the terms of a closed adoption so that they can sign paperwork. And Matt signs it, but he like storms out. Clearly he's unhappy. And then when his mom comes to meet him after work, he's like, Matt, Matt, do, do you want to ride? Just go home, all right? Matt! <laughs> Just get away from me. It's really sad. I know, and you're like, oh. This is where, I mean, I get it. This movie is from the father's point of view, but I would love any sense of Francesca having an emotion or a thought because it is happening to her physically. And the idea that she's like carrying a baby and then literally just like, they're just going to take it away from her immediately. I'm like, I need to know where Francesca's at. I need to know something. It can still be from Matt's perspective, but I need to know where she's at. Yeah. Okay. So Mrs. Freeman is back with the evil DC parents and she's like, My 15-year-old son is going to be a father in three weeks. I can't believe it, but there it is. Some of you think that disqualifies me as a teacher. If that's the best she can do with her own kids, we don't want her influencing ours. Well, for the record, I disagree. However, I'm going to hand this committee over to my good friend, Ms. Berg. And it's not because I or my son has anything to apologize for. My son has been amazing throughout this whole thing. 
Every step of the way, he has tried to do the right thing. And I've never been prouder of him than I am right now. <laughs> you pieces of Bye. DC shit. <laughs> and, and we're like, ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> we do, we do the Arsenio. Um, and then Alex, we, we see her, someone softening, someone's growing. Alex gives Matt some of her old video games. Look, I, uh, I know this whole situation is pretty tough on you, but you're being really cool. You're being cool. This is really like, cool. That's not, that's not, I don't think it's cool, but we see what you're trying to say, Alex. Throughout this all, the parents are really giving me my so-called life energy, like from those mm-hmm. parents, because those are parents who, my so-called life was kind of a big deal as of a show in that, like it, it was a teen show, but it really showed the parents and their yeah. lives. And they were also parents that like, they loved each other. They were on each other's side. You saw like their tenderness. And so this one is like, you know, Dan is complaining in bed and Susan is like, can we not talk about our hot mess of a family? Okay, I, um, uh... I had a dream last night. I was working late at the office. <laughs> Are you sure that was a dream? Mm, no. Mm, nightmare, maybe. <laughs> okay. So I'm at the office. Mm-hmm. And um, everybody's gone home. And uh, I want to go home too, but none of the doors are where they're supposed to be. And it's dark. So I start feeling along the walls <laughs> the door. Am I in this dream? No, why don't you wait and listen? Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. I hear this breathing and I know it's you. <laughs> I said, Dion, so you're trying to get freaky and all she wanted to do was just have a conversation about like gardening. I know. I, I know. Dan. It's like, have you watched anything lately? Tell yeah. me about your latest trip to Fresno, wherever uh, he's going. He's the one who's traveling. You better come back yeah. with a story, Dan. Oh, well, and then he's like, hang on, I got something to do. And so he gets up, he goes to Alex's room where she's smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. again. And then he tells her, Alex, this is a smoke free house. When you start respecting that, we'll move on to your other issues. And Susan is standing there like, bravo. I know. I think she yeah. was trying to turn Susan on. Yeah. Because basically the whole thing is that Dan is never a parent. And so like one in one moment, he acts like a parent. And she's like, yay. Okay, let's like, get that sex dream pop in. Exactly. Exactly. Then later on, Matt and his mom are looking at his baby book. And mm. then, you know, Matt again brings up, he's like, oh, I'm never going to see pictures of my baby. Again, you see that he really kind of wants this baby and it's really hard for him. And it seems as though mom Susan might be also feeling the same way. Listen to what she says to Dan while they're out working in the yard. What if Matt can't give up the baby? Well, he's 15 years old. It's not an option. Well, we could give him another option. We could raise the baby. Susan. Dan, it's our grandchild. If you open this can of worms, it's just going to make it harder on him. Haven't you noticed how he's changed this past nine months? He's he's not this lost little boy anymore. He, he's he's grown up. He's, he's he's becoming a man. Okay, she says he's becoming a man. I'm yeah. sorry, Megan. He's 15. That's yeah. not a good thing, Susan. Your 15 year old becoming a man. Well, and I think she's only coming to this place because she's seeing how what a toll it's taking on him. So it yeah. is like even at one point, I think she's like, sometimes you have to let your kids lead you. 
Like she's like, she's like, I don't even, it doesn't necessarily seem like she's like, yeah, give me a baby. But like, it's her son is like heartbroken. I know. I know. It's so sad. And then now, you know, Matt is obviously he's upset and he's like being open and honest about having how much he hates having to give up the baby. And then as this is going on, Alex and Mrs. Freeman finally kind of get each other. Cause basically kind of, I think in letting, you know, realizing, okay, Matt's having these feelings. She's like, you know what, Alex? Your father reminds me that my dreams aren't your dreams. Long way from it, Mom. Well, I've started to change my mind about next year. I mean, look on the bright side. You're a manager at 18. More money, great job skills. Looks good on a college application when you're ready to go back to school. I'm just in it for the car, Mom. But did you mean that? Yes. Again, as Hannah would say, it's not like she robbed a bank. No. Okay? It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. So then... We find out. Francesca's in labor. Francesca's in labor. Okay. And it's like, what? So Mr. Freeman's like, I'm not going. You guys shouldn't go. And Mrs. Freeman is like, Matt wants to go. We're going. And Matt has the yeah. cardinal that he got from the baby store. I know. And then Mrs. Freeman and Matt are just like in the hospital waiting room. And Dr. Howell comes out. is you know, very cold and clinical about the whole thing again. I thought we'd agree that you weren't going to be here. The baby is a normal, healthy female. Nine on the Apgar scale. Six pounds, 12 ounces, 20 inches. Labor was a little intense. That's to be expected with a 15-year-old. Francesca's exhausted. When can I see her? She doesn't want to see you, Matt. I hope you won't take that personally. Dr. Hull, how can he not take that personally? She also chose not to hold the baby. I think this whole thing has hit her a lot harder than she realized. He tells them that the parents that are going to adopt the baby are an attorney and an architect, but he doesn't know where they live. And Matt's like pissed. Like you got nothing. You just got what these people yeah. do for a living and they're going to have my kids. So, you know, he can't believe this. And so he kind of runs to the nursery and they look at the babies and kind of real, like pretty much based on when the baby is brought out mm-hmm. and the gender, they realize, Oh, that must be the baby. And the, and nurse the baby is like, looks identical to Francesca. Does she? I thought, Oh my God, I thought this baby looked so much like Francesca that I was like, where did they find this baby? (laughs) Did did they shrink Francesca into a baby? (laughs) And so the nurse is like really sweet. She's like propping the baby up. And then she's like, Your baby's sister? No, uh, my daughter. No. What would you like to hold her? There you go. One hand under her body like that to support her head. She'd be so teeny. <laughs> and then Dr. Howell comes out and sees Matt holding and he, the baby and he is pissed. What's going on? Matt's holding his daughter. He signed away his rights to the baby. She's under the guardianship of the adoption agency now. Well, I frankly think that the hospital's going to take a very dim view of this. So as it's all happening, dad, Mr. Freeman's just sitting at home and then Alex and her, her like, lame boyfriend Zach come in and it's like why didn't you go I'm not sure how come you people never know what you want to do do you want to take me to the hospital sure you going dad Matt's about to have a baby I'll take her Zach let's go Zach no yeah. questions asked he goes we're going to the hospital let's go and then and then dad is like no no Zach I'll take her you know so it's like he finally gets it but I'm like why can't Zach go too no one needs Zach around no I, thought it, I, okay. I thought it was going to be like a fun adventure for the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, oh, Zach, dad and Alex. Great. <laughs> uh, 
And, you know, Susan and Dr. Howell are fighting, of course. But, you know, the thing we learn when they're talking to the adoption attorney is that they have up until six months after the baby's birth, you know, to change their mind, more or less. I mean, so yeah. their parental rights don't terminate until the child is six months old. Yeah. So in that moment, you know, he has every right to hold this child because he is still the child's parent yeah. for the next six months. And you can tell that he, like, loves this baby. He is just having so much fun holding this little baby girl. And then Mr. Freeman and Alex show up and like the whole family, you know, they're there. And then Matt, he's got to do it. Listen to this, guys. I love her. I already love her. I know I can't take care of her all by myself. But we're a family. And that's what everybody keeps saying a baby needs. We could raise her together. Are you sure? It's for life, son. It's already for life, Dad. I'm calling her Genevieve. So he's naming her Genevieve. Yeah. Okay. So now her name is Genevieve, which I thought, again, where did that come from? There's so much about Matt where I'm like, where'd you find the name I Genevieve? Know. Were you reading a book? Is that a Feels actress? very book. Feels very book. <laughs> I know. But I was like, oh, that's like such a sweet name. Yeah. So then um, we cut to like a few days later, Matt, Mr. and Mrs. Freeman, they're back with the adoption lawyer. And the adoption lawyer is like, yeah, you can just take her back. <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, just sign here. Like, he's like, say your name, sign here. And that's your baby now. And so like, he doesn't, it seems like he has zero skin in the game. No, he's like, whatever you want to do. So then we see the whole family. They're setting up the nursery. All of the Freemans are getting along. Blair's there. Blair's oh, back in the fold. Bra- Auntie Blair. She might end up being stepmommy Blair. Um, And then Matt and Mrs. Freeman get home. Obviously, Mrs. Freeman is driving because Matt is not even old enough to drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they put her in her little crib and there's baby stuff like all over the house that Mrs. Freeman, you know, she's like picking it up at night. And, yeah. and it's like you get the vibe of like, this is exhausting, but like we're happy to be doing it. Yes, yes. And then you see Mrs. Freeman, she comes up to Matt's room and he's sitting in his computer and he's holding the baby. And Honey, you go to bed. I can put her down. Oh, oh no, that's okay. I uh, I need to change your diaper, though. Oh, I can do that for you. Too. Okay, Mom. And, you know, it's like he just wants to do it and be a dad. And I'm like, okay, babe, it's like day 10. I'm not, I'm not sure you're ready for the long haul. And that is the end of the movie. Yeah. And what I need to know is what's going on with Francesca. <laughs> right. Because she's still living in the neighborhood. So he has their baby. It's not like Francesca. Francesca did not want to be a parent. No. She obviously felt like she made a mistake. And now she goes see her baby everywhere. She goes see her baby at the pizza parlor. She goes see her baby at the library. She goes see her baby at the grocery store. I was like, we need to know how Francesca's feeling. Because it's like, so now she's, uh, I mean, like, she can't just, like, shun the baby. I mean, I guess she can. She can. Oh, But it's like, what? Like, that's what I mean. I'm like, it's from the father's point of view. But, like, we needed Francesca to have died in labor or something to make this make sense. And then this is, like, really, really stressful to me for her. Do they just go back to school? Like, because the baby was born in June. So then it's like, okay, come August, September, our... Matt and Francesca just back at school together. Well, this is what I'm saying. I'm wondering if she going to stay at the dang alternative school because remember, they say it's like two towns over and it's like far. If she doesn't want to see her baby. No, she's not pregnant anymore. So what's she going to be doing there? I know, but I'm saying she might go to a different school just to be away from Matt and the baby. And we know she didn't get good grades without Matt tutoring her. So maybe she needs the alternative school. Oh my gosh. Maybe she's going to learn like heating and cooling. 
because she's a, you know what I mean? But she's going to go to a voc- vocational school. Yeah, like yeah. maybe she does something else because she can't be around <laughs> the child she abandoned. Do you know what I mean? She has to like get up and go to school. Like high school is hard enough. Like you see a boy you kissed. You see a boy you kissed and you're like, oh, I don't want to see him. Now you're like, that's the baby I gave up for adoption and the father adopted him. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to like, date me, but he adopted our baby. The baby's going to be at the football games. Exactly. The baby's going to be at graduation. I mean, I mean and the baby, as I said, looks just like her. <laughs> so there's just going to be a little tiny baby version of her haunting her everywhere she goes. Oh, my God. So insane. I mean, this one was wild. Oh, God. Yeah. But a really good movie. <laughs> I like really enjoyed it. I thought it was I thought it was well acted. I thought there were like some it didn't feel overly preachy. You know, like it was like it gave us a reason why, like, she's at five months, so we got to kind of keep going. That's true. That's definitely true. I still don't know why him as a 15 year old boy. It's like, I get it. He's a good student, but I'm like, you want to be a dad? All right. But obviously his mom, Mrs. Freeman, is going to be doing most of the work. But I got to say, this was a wonderful trip down memory lane. And I love a throwback. And I love it so much that we're doing another throwback. We're doing another one next week. Back to back throwback? (laughs) Why not? We got to go back this time, 2003, with a movie called Tempted. Okay. Which stars one Mr. Jason Momoa. Hello. Oh, my God. Stars. He honestly seems like someone that just appeared in 2016. Me too. So it's like, what? I thought he hatched out of an egg. I know. Early Momoa, a movie called Tempted, which is about a married woman who becomes attracted to a young man after she takes the ashes of her nanny what? to Hawaii. <laughs> uh, her nanny? I mean, what? The ashes of her nanny? Wow. Oh, my <laughs> God. So there's, there's a lot of twists and turns just in that one sentence. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, that's got some white lotus, but it's of a nanny. It's also very, there's a 90-day fiancé couple that, like, <laughs> something sort of similar. I'm excited for I'm excited to be tempted. Um, you can watch on lifetimemovieclub.com. Go to lifetimemovieclub.com slash podcast to sign up for a seven-day free trial if you haven't already. And Too Young to Be a Dad is on there as well. Yeah, so get into it and we will see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. And wait, there's more. Check out another awesome Lifetime podcast, The Table is Ours. It's hosted by two fabulous black women in entertainment who sit down with some of their favorite black icons to discuss how black identity has informed, empowered, and fortified their lives and careers. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder and Aisha Jordan. With Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz. With original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. You should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. <laughs> 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.